Snap Studios. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for Snap Judgment comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you can get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com slash snap. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash snap. From Luminary Media, you've crossed over to Spooked. Yes, Spooksters. This is just one of the episodes from our new season of Spooked, available on Luminary Premium. Our partnership with Luminary allows us to produce 26 all-new episodes of Spooked, more than we ever have before, and all of it ad-free on the Luminary app. Sign up for Luminary Premium and access your first month of all premium shows, including the newest Spooked episode for free. After that, the service is just $7.99 per month, and you can cancel anytime. Terms apply. Just go to Luminary Podcast. There are people for whom stuff just happens. They are there when the house bursts into flame. They witness the robbery. Lightning strikes their tractor the very moment they step away. It's like the unfolding stories know that they need a witness and they wait for certain people before they even begin to occur. From WNYC Studios and Snap Judgment's Underground Lair, my name is Glenn Washington. If the story's going to happen, remember the details. Spook starts now. around a campfire, poking at the coals. Folk get to telling scary stories, right? 
Well, you know the one person in your group who just has a knack for telling the best stories? The kind of storyteller that can make you scream, jump out your seat, make the hair on the back of your neck stand up? Well, spooksters, be afraid. We found a master storyteller. His name is Todd Naren. And if you're not already around a campfire, may I suggest that you dim the lights and get real cozy. Spooked. My name's Todd Naren, Todd Curtis Naren. I'm from North Carolina, and I sure would enjoy telling you a couple of these stories today. Little Barbara Nichols was just was a little girl I knew when I went to grade school in Corinth Holders. We were both in the first grade together. And she had, she was beautiful. And uh well all the boys thought she was beautiful, but I knew I did, but I didn't ever tell nobody. But um every day I tried to get a little closer to her. She really didn't show me a lot of attention. I I guess you'd say she was my first love. She was just beautiful. Well, like I said, me and Barbara, uh, she came to my little grade school in Corinth Holders, and we were in the first grade together. And I uh, also rode the same bus to and from school. Her mom and daddy didn't have much money. She lived down an old path uh, in a, well, it was actually a little shack way back then that nobody had lived in, but some old farmer had rented it to them, and they made a pretty, pretty good pace out of it. One day, when, when she got off the bus, see, I didn't think she thought nothing of me, but when she got off the bus and started walking down the path, there was a great big mud hole and she walked around it. She turned around right when she got out and threw it over the mud hole and she turned around and she waved right directly at me. That's when I decided that I was going to love little Barbara and let the whole world know it. At least that's what I hoped for, but it wasn't meant to be. Because on her walk home down that long mile path, she had to pass a little pond about an acre and a half big. And this is where the sadness and the horror begins. You see, Barbara didn't make it home that day, and her parents went looking for her and couldn't find her. So they went down to the road and stopped people that were riding and asked them for their help. It was just amazing how many people just jumped, jumped in to it and tried to find that little girl. They screamed, they walked every inch, every mile around that house. About nine o'clock the next morning, she was found by the banks of the little pond, now called Barbara Nichols Pond, and it's still there to this day. Back where Barbara lived, about a mile off the road, there was a bunch of wild dogs back there that people had just let go and abandoned. Enough people did this that the dogs kind of banded together. And to survive, they kind of had to be like a pack. And they would mostly kill just chickens and little goats and stuff like that. If you went by them on a motorcycle or something like that, they'd chase you. But I reckon if they ever got you, they got you. It seemed that those wild dogs were seen that day lying around that pond. And from Barbara's tracks and them dogs' tracks, it seemed she must have been running to the water by them killer dogs escaped them from biting on her and instead my little barber drowned. I never did like them dogs, but I especially hated them after that. Well, everybody was really shocked. We just couldn't believe what was going on. I mean, this was really our first um, introduction, introduction to death. It scared us. 
we're all scared. We all were hurt. And uh, we started seeing strange things happen around that pond. We began finding dead dogs floating on it or lying on the banks of it. They'd be swollen or rotting with bite marks where the turtles and catfish, buzzards, and were tearing into them. People would take the dogs hunting around that pond. When you called the dogs back in, at least one dog was missing. And you would like go around and try to holler for the dog for the next couple of days. And nothing else left, you'd go to Barbara Nichols Pond and that dog would be there, dead. And people just wouldn't hunt around there anymore. They, and they just, they just left it alone. Everybody told their little boys and girls not to ever go around that pond. We all thought, you know, that, that Barbara Nichols had something to do with them dead dogs, but I mean, we never saw anything happen. We just found the dead dogs dead in there. I mean, we all kind of knew, being country folks, that I guess since Barbara Nichols had to die in there, they did too. It had to be a good 12 years. I had graduated from high school and was still working on the farm. Well, I had Uncle Hugh, and he stayed in Wake County. And he wanted to go frog gigging. That's where you catch the frogs and gig the frogs and skim them and, and eat the meat off the legs. Well, he wanted to come to Johnston County. He wanted me to show him the ponds around around Johnston County and go frog gigging. So I said, yeah, and he he promised a good time, which, which I, by this time I was a teenager and that meant, you know, having some beer and stuff. Oh, frog gigging, that's one of the funniest things you could ever do. You take a little John boat, which is a little lightweight boat, and you have a frog gig. Some people use a 22 gun, but he had a frog gig. Slowly go around the pond edge with a spotlight, I mean a real strong spotlight, and you put it in the frog's eyes, and he'll stand just as still as, as, as he can be. And what you do is you got a gig, which is like a, a tiny little tripod, for uh, Neptune or something like that would use. <laughs> and what you would do is you stick the frog, bring him in the boat, and you would kill the frog right off the bat so he wouldn't suffer. Then you would cut his legs off and put him back into the water, kind of like the uh, circle of life kind of thing. So we we go to all the ponds and everything, and um, nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. Probably seven or eight ponds. I mean, it was getting real embarrassing because we weren't getting nothing. And I told him that we would be getting something. So we, we didn't even have enough frogs for one, for one person to have a meal out of. I said, I got one more pond we can go to. And I really didn't want to go to that pond. I didn't feel good about it. And I, I didn't even feel like I'd want to be a part of it. But I, I was kind of embarrassed that we didn't have nothing. I don't think I would have done it by myself. Well, I know I would have never done it by myself. But just having another person there gives you, gives you some kind of courage. It was real hard to get to, real marshy, um, and carrying a, a 300-pound boat, just the two of us, it was real heavy. You were doing all you could do just to get into the pond, and when you got in the pond, I had a lot of feelings of Barbara. Um, I, I just thought it's, it's not the place to be. And we started going around the pond edge real, real easy. And um, we were catching frogs, and we got to the back side of the pond, and we heard a dog yapping. This wasn't barking. This was like yapping in distress, like he was getting beat. We took a spotlight and we shined it up there into the sides of the bank, and we saw a dog coming, yapping. He wasn't looking at us. He was looking at something behind him. Like he was just getting getting beat from behind. 
and, and, and run into the water. But as fast as he was going, he hit that water out wide open. And um, he started swimming for the boat for all he was worth. We picked up the frog gig and the oar. We thought, well, we don't know if he's got rabies or what he's got, but you know, we can't let him in this boat with us. But that dog kept going faster and faster and coming nearer and nearer to us. But he was still looking behind him. And right when he got to our boat, Something sucked that, that dog in the water, I and mean, the dog just don't drown like that. Uncle Hugh looked at me like he had never seen nothing like that in his life, and I know I had never seen anything like that in my life. That wasn't no ordinary thing. We knew, we, I knew something was up right then, so we were scared to death. I figured <laughs> it must be little Barbara Nichols that got that dog. And she was running and she was getting revenge on them dogs and she got a lot of revenge. I think Barbara Nichols was chasing that dog. Um, I think she chased all them dogs. I wish I wish that uh, little Barbara would have went on to heaven or passed on somewhere. And I, I hate that she was down there running after the dog. But as fast as we could, we, we put that boat back on the truck and got out of there and I ain't been back since. It's been called Little Barbara's Nickel Pond and, and she can have it, I reckon. Thank Todd and Aaron for sharing your stories with us. Thank you for giving us all them feelings, Todd. Now, Todd, he asked us to give a shout out to the good Lord Jesus Christ, to his family, and to Anna Sussman for taking a chance on him. And if you want more stories about Todd and Aaron from Todd and Aaron, not to worry. Todd's got a book, Country Stories of Ghosts and Bad Men. Find out more on our website, snapjudgment.org. The original score was by Renzo Gorio, and that story was produced by Anna Sussman. Now, after this short break, we take you to one of the most iconic haunted places in all the world, the Stanley Hotel. Stay tuned. Support for Snap Judgment comes from Odoo. What is Odoo? Well, Odoo is the only software your business will ever need. Featuring a suite of integrated business applications, Odoo connects your business operations together so you can get more done in less time. Odoo has apps for everything. CRM, accounting, sales, HR, inventory, marketing, manufacturing, you name it. Odoo's got it. To learn more, visit odoo.com snap. That's O-D-O-O dot com slash snap.